0: i'm jared and i'm eric and you are listening to the ascend podcast where college and university leaders thinkers and innovators come to learn practical and proven strategies for improving retention rates graduation rates and overall student success are you ready let's go
1: everyone, welcome back to another episode of the SN Podcast. I am Eric Kirby and joining me as always is Dr. Jared Tippett. It's Jared, good to be with you today.
0: Hey Eric, good to see you this
1: week. Today we're going to be tackling an area from our support section of the SN Model and we're going to be talking about online orientation and personalized visits. So Jared, let's first talk about maybe the old structure of how orientation used to work on our campus for many years with the students showing up in person. Walk us through what what that looked like.
0: Yeah. So at Southern Utah University, we approached orientation much like many universities do around the country, right? And and there's a hundred different models, it feels like, out there. But for a long time, we had the model, much like most institutions, where students would sign up for a summer orientation experience where they would come to one of 10 or 12 or 15 day-long orientations that we hosted. And students would come to campus with their parents, and then they would sit in a variety of different sessions and hear from a lot of different people and be broken up into some small groups with orientation leaders to learn about campus and do a tour. And, you know, just kind of a lot of the same typical things that exist in summer orientations around the country. It's a great model for many institutions. Uh, But we found that it was a challenge for us on a number of levels. And that's because, you know, we're located in a more rural community. We are not in the population center where many of our students come from. And so it's a big challenge and became a burden. We heard from a lot of families as they had to take a day's vacation or two days vacation for the travel. They had to drive the distance, pay for hotel rooms, of course, pay for the orientation experience. It just became a pretty expensive proposition for many of our families. And as we would look at the evaluations, you know, they were mixed. Some sessions did really well because the presenter was engaging and fun. Some sessions didn't score as well because, well, it was probably a topic that we were presenting to students that didn't really matter in the moment. And you start to look at the evaluations and figure out what students really wanted out of it. And, you know, in the end, they wanted their course schedule. And they wanted a student ID card. It felt like those are kind of like two of the main takeaways that students wanted from this. And and so in talking with parents in the moment, interviewing students with doing focus groups, um, we just decided maybe this model isn't working right for our institution. And so kind of threw everything out and said, let's build something up that might work for our students and be something that they're interested in participating in
1: yeah and I think there were two two additional components along with that that the mixed bag of, of survey results and some of it hinges with the the shifting demographics and this change in generation as we were watching these surveys and, and the steady decline in some of the satisfaction gen Z as we know is very debt adverse and very, concerned about finances. And so requiring families to spend a day of travel, check into a hotel and then spend the next day all day at orientation with us and usually check into a hotel that night and then travel home the next day. That's usually three days off work, which is costing money and then vacation time and hotel and gas and everything like that. So that was one of them. Then the other thing we, we saw and you were touching on is this generation doesn't like fitting into boxes or molds and they want that personalized, authentic, individualistic uh, approach to all that they do, including orientation. And so that led us to to really start exploring some some different options. So, talk to us about uh, let's start with online orientation. What was the shift there, and and why did we create online orientation, and and what was included in that?
0: Yeah, so we shifted to an online orientation experience first, right? We know that there is indeed some information that we need our students to get before they ever come to campus. And we figured we can deliver that in an online fashion. And we know many institutions around the country have done this as well. And with this online orientation that we present to the students, they're able to get that relevant just-in-time information when they need it, and it allows for them to, in fact, go back and re-listen to the videos or reread the information as needed. And we know that students are doing that during the school year, even once they're back on campus, because they'll say, I remember something about that in my online orientation. And so they'll go back and And re-listen to it, you know, and so in this, we include things like the transition from high school to college. We talk about the differences between the college classroom experience, you know, versus the high school classroom experience. We talk about academic resources and expectations and of course, campus resources. And there's fun ones in there too, about traditions and how to get involved on campus, talking about their finances. And we talk of course about mental health and healthy relationships and all those sorts of things. And students are required to complete this before they come to campus. At the end of each module, they'll complete some little small quiz or something of that nature that allows them to then move on to the next module. And once they complete that online orientation, they are then invited to participate in the second step of our orientation process. So Eric, why don't you maybe talk to our listeners a little bit about the second phase of our orientation experience for our students?
1: Yeah. One of the things before we dive into personalized visits, that and it leads into that, that we really found valuable with the online orientation is our peer mentors. We call them ACEs. Every first year student has a peer mentor. But on their online orientation, our our peer mentors have a sneak peek, if you will, or can peek behind the curtain and see where students are at in their progress in their online orientation. And so if students are stuck at a particular module or seem to be repeating a particular module, that could perhaps indicate that a student is really struggling with that area or has a lot of questions and allows our peer mentor to reach out and be able to facilitate and engage students uh, in in a wide array of, of areas. And. And topics uh, just based on the online orientation. So a lot of cool benefits there. So speaking of peer mentors, we use them for what we call personalized visits. Based on not wanting to have a one-size-fits-all orientation, we allow all incoming students to jump onto a website that we created and select what they want to accomplish while they're here on campus. They can select from a classroom tour or a campus tour. They could select from You know, Visiting the Center for Diversity and Inclusion, our Veterans Center, perhaps meeting with some faculty members or or deans, uh, perhaps talking with coaches or the athletics program. There are many things that the students can choose from. And based on everything that they select, as far as what they want to accomplish on their personalized visit, it provides a time. So 30 minutes for this, 45 for that, an hour for that, and it starts adding up. And so the student can then say, this is what I want to do for my personalized visit. Based on that, they can see that they need to plan on about five hours on campus, one hour on campus, seven hours on campus, and then they hit submit uh, on this online personalized visit form. Once they hit submit, that form goes to their peer mentor, their ACE, and the ACE then immediately begins working on putting together that schedule for that student based on the day, the time, and and what they want to accomplish. Uh, The ACE then creates an agenda. And sends it back out to the student saying, hey, so excited to have you on July 21st. Looks like you'll be arriving around 9 a.m. Here's an agenda of what we're going to do. We're going to start with this and then we'll go here and, and there and everywhere. And I'm going to meet you in this parking lot or you can come meet me in this office. Here's a map. Here's where you're going to need to park. Uh, if parking permits are needed, here's the permit. And so we have found that these personalized visits are fit the, the need of what parents are wanting, what students are wanting. As far as it's individualized, they're accomplishing what they want to while they're here. They don't feel like they're wasting time. And we've even had some students find these so valuable that they'll immediately schedule another personalized visit for maybe the following day if they're going to be in town a little longer. Or they may come back a few weeks later and redo that classroom tour because they're just so nervous about finding their way around campus and, and don't want to get lost. So, the, the uniqueness of the individualized approach has been very valuable. And we've seen uh, our survey results skyrocket in a positive way uh, compared to our old orientation model. Students and parents are more satisfied. They're more appreciative. And, and they're feeling like they're, their money and their time is, is being well invested through these personalized visits.
0: Yeah, I love this program. It is not easy on our staff, though. I'll say that, right? You know, we have this mantra that we live by here, right? We do what's best for students first, and what's best for the university second, and then what's best for our offices and us personally last. Um, That doesn't mean we don't care about our staff. Of course we do. But we do put students first, and this is an initiative that really showcases how that manifests itself on our campus. It is so much easier for our financial aid office to just come and speak to all students at a summer orientation 15 times over the summer or whatever for an hour than it is to do these personalized visits where they're literally sitting down with thousands of students (laughs) individually to do these, these sessions. But my gosh, it is so incredibly powerful and really helps our students get off to a great start. And that's true across all of these different areas, right? These different offices. So if you were to come to our campus in the summertime, you would just see all of these ACEs, these peer mentors, walking around, parents and a student, all over campus, uh, giving them that really personalized experience, kind of like a personal concierge or tour guide to campus. It's just an awesome program, and it builds that strong relationship between the peer mentor, like you said, and the incoming student, and, and uh, it's just been great. Now, not every student participates, right? We don't get every single student coming and doing a personalized visit, but the vast majority of our incoming class will participate each spring and summer in one of these uh, personalized visits. Yeah,
1: it's indeed valuable. And more importantly, it reflects the needs and wants of this generation and their parents. And so, yeah, not easy for us, uh, but definitely best uh, for the students and, and their needs. So it's a good program. Uh, Not one that's easy to necessarily implement. It's going to take a lot of legwork and, and shift in culture and mindset. But I think it's one that we have found extremely well worth it. Well, that is it for today's episode. We look forward to having you back next week for another episode of the Ascend Podcast.
0: Take care. You've been listening to the Ascend Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll give us a like on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. We also would invite you to connect with us on LinkedIn by simply searching for us, Jared Tippetts and Eric Kirby, where we would love to continue discussing today's topic with you.
1: And for more practical and proven strategies, just like the one you learned about today, check out our book, Ascend to Higher Retention Rates, Practical Strategies for Increasing Student Retention, Completion, and Student Success, which can be purchased on Amazon.com or on our website, www.tippettskirby.com. We'll be back again
0: soon with another podcast. Until then, keep on raging.